Bets for its golf, Byron Nelson betting preview. I'm Ryan Noonan, excited to be joined by the director of all things content related at Bet Spurts, uh, my fellow Max Homa ticket holder last weekend, Andy Molitor. Andy, good week. Good week to dial it back in here. Running a little promo on the back of that, my friend. Yeah, not too shabby of a promo that we're running as well. You guys. You guys, I, I'm just when I say you guys, I just mean the uh, the team that puts together promos because it's not me. I'm not good at that sort of thing. But Jeepers, Jeepers, cats giving away the farm this week because it's a weird week. Like it's it is the run up, but it's not a major. So uh, and it's one of those things too. We talk about this a little in betting. There's a thing called sunk cost fallacy. Like if you already made a bet, you you can't you have that bet. You already have it, or if you bought something. You already own it. We already have a shitload of Fanatics gift cards. So <laughs> we're going to let you take advantage of that. If you sign up this week at Betsports Golf for the yearly membership at $99.99, I'm just going to give you $100 in Fanatics gift cards. Basically, just go buy yourself a shitload of hats. Go get a bunch of rope hats. Go get a cool shirt. Uh, the logo, every year I love the logos for the PGAs. They really do. A, a Harding Park one was probably my favorite with the bridge, but... This week, uh, it's a good one with the clock tower this year. So pretty good logo. Go get yourself a PGA championship hat. That's kind of what I have my eye on right now. And, yeah, take advantage of that. If you have any questions, I don't know what to tell you. Go sign up. There's nothing. Like, we'll just email you a gift card code. You don't have to do anything. Jeff, how's your uh, life? Pardon? Jeff, how's your life today? I'm, yeah, you know, keep on keeping on. That's about uh that's about it. You don't I like want to get shirt. I like the shirt today. It feels very summery from, from you today. It's uh yeah, the weather's you know? changing here. Uh I normally I'd probably have a tea time later today. Um, but you know, that's uh for another another time. And uh yeah, yeah, no, this t shirt uh I, I'm getting vibes. I'm getting vibes. My nephew, I got him a Herbert jersey around the holidays and he messaged me yesterday that all the older kids gave him like mad props wearing it at school. So that made me feel like that made me feel great. And that kind of like just triggering the vibes, but uh, nonetheless, let's uh, let's get at it. Boys. Congrats on Max Homa last week. I had appears. I looking back, I listening back, I talked it up. Didn't bet it myself. Uh, was <laughs> in that yard, you know, when you're like the cattle auction buy, or the horse auction, buying the horse. Like, I'm staring at the pony. I'm going to pick that one right beside it. Um, who's going to play well but come up short. But, hey, it seems so obvious and so silly because there's even a lot of the same logic I probably used to bet Cam Champ the week before. Like, just great player, wins, uh, you know, like just all those like simple, like don't overthink it it narratives but when you're cold maybe you overthink things so i find myself in that in that situation but i'm not going to change anything i hope no we're gonna get you on the board here soon you're like you said you're in the ballpark we've been you've been you know sniffing in the right spots uh you know taking the the right ladies out on the dance floor we just haven't been able to bring any of them home yet so we're gonna we're gonna help get you guys were all well you were all over it. You must have been the captain in talking Andy into it last week. I had to have played a supporting role because you already I, had the bet in. 
I should have, yeah, I should have tagged you and like done a <clears throat> like a, an Academy Award speech where you you thank everybody because it was part you, Jeff. Like I got on the show last week and I said I, I went and listened. I found this part. I said I love Max Homa here. He's checking all the boxes. He looks good to me. I like to play him. Probably just going to use him as a top twenty. I can't see him winning this. And then Ryan had him, and you you know you got in my head with it, and then. Uh, just, I mean, a cavalcade of other characters, the, the Link Calhouns of the world, the Will Brinsons, the JTs. We ended up using him in our one and done. I oh, ended yeah. up using wow. him in a different one and done. So like, and then also just digging deeper into some of the stats. Like I had, at that point I had Sep Straka was my whole outright card. What was I going to do? You know, I had to add a couple. So I ended up adding Answer, Connors, and Homa. And it was nice because I got the shit kicked out of me. At the Kentucky Derby, I needed that outright to have like a break-even <laughs> weekend, you know. That's not good. never, oh, never gets fun. I've been getting the shit kicked out of me everywhere. Like just full disclosure, <laughs> and I'm not even a big like daily better. I try not to like just be betting baseball day. Like I just don't want to get sucked into that vortex. I think is a good word for it. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times. Wife's can go out with the kids. I got nothing to do. Like, I might just either bet the Jays or another game recreationally. But I had a big play on on uh, Man City to advance because someone tipped it who I trust. And, like, they were 90 minutes or, like, maybe 10 seconds from getting that done. And they're my FIFA team, and that's the only game I play on <laughs> PlayStation 5. So had to ride them in a tentpole event, Champions League semi. Had that horse that lost at the wire to the other guy, the long shot. And I well had a big parlay on that fight. I don't even I'm not a UFC guy. I bet the girl where the fight didn't no one threw a punch. <laughs> I didn't even watch fighting. So I'm like just feel like everything I'm touching feels like just it's just like cold, like anything I touch. So I don't know. We gotta get this right. There's a major next week, and I'm I'm quite fired up. But until then, a strong field the week before, which is kind of weird. Yeah, especially considering the track we're on. You would think last week would have been a more of a PGA Championship prep style course based on how it played in relation to how we're expecting TBC Craig Ranch to play this week. So, and, and do you think it's probably the proximity to the course? Or a know, lot of people, I, you, you know, let, let's say you know we talked about other places, Harding Park. You know, some of these. If we were playing in the Bay Area, would it be as appealing to be like, oh, I'm going to go play in Dallas this week? Where it's like, hey, we're 220 miles from the course. Uh, maybe it's not so bad to go play this TPC Craig Ranch because it's a hop, skip, and a jump away from the major tournament venue that I have to head to next week. So maybe this is the only time we're ever going to see in you know, maybe our, our lifetimes, unless we have another one at Southern or we have someone nearby, where we see this tournament have this kind of field because the field strength, in, even when it was at Trinity, and you know, it's bounced around the Dallas suburbs. Like, uh, I don't know, a good analogy for that. But it, it's bounced around at different courses. It's never really had a strong field for this event. And now we have what we have here, which is kind of wild-ass for this kind of a tournament. And it makes this one tricky. Because I, I don't feel like uh, KH Lee is winning this week. So uh, there's so many rabbit holes I feel like I could go down on this moment based on Andy's comments because you're right the fields are get are like this field seems significantly stronger the week before a major and this is something i'm very keen in 
with the Canadian Open, it hasn't been played in two years, but it's like the week before the U.S. Open. So a lot of um, it always like always trying to line it up with where's the U.S. Open going to be? Let's put the Canadian Open somewhere where we can get the players. All that being said, I think the schedule out of the Masters, the lead up schedule was really weird um maybe for this event if guys decided they didn't want to go to mexico the events it's really just like a, a run the team event like it just created this weird bubble that like you know we got a you know you know like golf hardo made fun of because the fields weren't good enough or whatever team event but it, it did create maybe some awkward opportunities there wasn't like a standard wgc those are gone no tentpole event to sort of flock these guys and now we have this dallas event the week before i'm also of this mindset that i think going forward we could see these field strengths getting stronger not so much the week before the masters because that's kind of its own thing but i think there's kind of a paramount of importance maybe being placed on a lot of these younger guys like just winning matters like win feel good Let's go. Keep the ball rolling. They all seem to know how dominant they get, like, after a win. That, like, why, instead of trying to, like, peak for that simple moment of the, the major, I don't know, get that lead-in form. This field's incredible. This field, compared to previous ones where we've had a lot of pretty bad winners, I don't think that it's possible that so many of these really good players there has to be an a game in there like normally the week before the major it's like ah 60 to one above you got to like kind of create narratives if you want to go lower now it just seems like there's too many good players here that one of them's gonna have it one of them's gonna absolutely have it which one yeah a couple thoughts there too like so the proximity thing does make sense just naturally but then i think about these guys and how they're like what their lifestyles are like are they really impacted by their net jets going from texas to oklahoma versus them having done it you know somewhere else like oh, probably it's not, not. It's, like it's not like the pga is ever going to be in like russia or yeah. you know hey guess what we're having it in south africa this week like it, it going yeah going from like texas to the west coast in these private jets isn't that bad compared to oh right. we're an hour from tulsa yeah, they're not. This isn't a road trip. It's like, oh shit! Now I have to drive from the Potomac to Southern Hills because I decided to play that track instead. So I don't know. There's probably something to it. And like Jeff said, like people probably didn't want to play Mexico, and so like they just wanted to get around in at one of the two. And it probably makes sense because you look on Instagram. We saw JT and Jordan over at Southern Hills. I want to say either yesterday or Sunday afternoon. So maybe it's just the proximity of maybe getting into practice rounds. Yeah, and, and then get back to the, you know. And does it matter, mid- like, JT, Jordan, like, they've played probably this Craig Ranch, time, at least for Spieth, like, they've played it so much. They don't Spieth, need yeah. to know um, a practice round. And if anything, yeah, I don't know. They both, I think, could be very dangerous um, this week for, for, for different reasons. There's also a ton of players here, guys, who – of the like higher end players, sort of under that thirty-five to one number, like for their own like mental narrative street, they they take a lot of pride and and there's a lot of like winless droughts or like win a winless superstar and winless droughts in a lot of these guys. So there's no, I think, opportunities wasted and. 
for for a different like for I, like JT Xander Brooks, they probably all have their own JT. differentiating reasons for wanting um, to be here. But they all are hyper aware of how long it's been since they got the big check. Yeah, well, that's a good point. I think we have. You want to get the win. We've seen Scotty like roll wins. You you aren't then crossing yourself off at the, the PGA Championship by winning at, at Craig Ranch. So you'd rather have that form roll in, Andy. And it's a good check. Like this isn't. Uh, I looked at this. You know, sometimes I don't quite understand what the criteria is, and I think sometimes it's just the sponsor giving a certain amount of money. But this is not one of those eight million dollar you know, events, one of these lesser events, like they, they play right before the API. This is a bigger, this is, you know, just, and this comes from one and done research already for the week where we have a list of all the events left and how much the pot is worth in each. And this is like the sixth most money you can win of the events that are left. And that includes, you know, three majors in the playoff. So there's, and that actually obviously excludes the final final where the money is obscene and you couldn't possibly use that in one and done because you could just win the whole thing if you pick the winner in that one, I suppose. But yeah, there's there's a decent pot here. So again, it's not just win equity for some of these guys. Like there's some cash to be made at these, and I think that doesn't hurt at all with the uh, getting a decent field here. And I guess good for KH Lee last year to to win one of these nice ones. It's harder for me to picture somebody like that popping, but. Just because you have a high end field doesn't mean these. Uh, the, you know, I need to call it like, uh, like Jeff's gang, like the, yeah, the thirty, the, the thirty the to seventy guys. There's still so many of those that because, can speak. like, I get caught. I'm caught in the middle. I have a very small card at the moment. It's got two guys, twenty four to one, sixty six to one. So mm-hmm. like, I could do anything, anything. Listen to you guys. Hopefully this time. Um, the problem now lies in that everyone says this course so easy, 25 under, like that's what we're looking at here. And we always know those type of events open up the whole field. So, yes, the field is stronger. It's a week before a major. I'm certainly not ex- – I'm expecting one or two of those guys to have it, like just by sheer probability of who they are. Like there's – not all of them are going to – there's too many of them here – for for it to be a KH Lee versus Ryan Armour, like at the finish line type of, of numbers and battle. Um, but we've seen, you know, the famous like Rom, you know, the famous clip of the goddamn putting contest. It does feel like those ones always open the door to those guys to just go in fuego, have their great rounds, catch their lightning in in a bottle and be there at the um at the end with a real big chance. So I kind of just keep catching myself going back and forth. The field is just so much deeper than that. You know, and who's won these like spawn Higo KH Lee, like run off the last hand. Aaron wise, Aaron, Aaron wise. wise. Oh, weird. Ryan knew that. Yeah. Run off the last handful of the week before a major. Um, now, if you go more longer term, which is always smarter. Well, that's more, like it's more of a closer For to sure. a 50-50 in terms of like quality. Um, and or I should say odd because odds, because sometimes, you know, like Russell Henley, it feels won the week before major at like 28 to one um, Houston open. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going back and forth, honestly, having a hard time. And 
mayos in Paris. So I didn't get like my first sort of <laughs> like just sort of debrief and, you know, cross off a lot of names, which is the important thing. So I'm still standing ready to go anywhere. I, I struggled looking at this course. It's funny. I, I, I sometimes I'll do some research trying to find some stuff that isn't just like the main five or six shows, which again, Jeff, you're part of one of those. You know, it's, I try to scroll down two YouTube. Two of those, Andy. Two of those. Two of those. Yeah, two of those. Well, I didn't even think of the Mayo show. I was, I was saying this one. <laughs> but yeah, they, I scrolled down the YouTube. Like I type in TPC Craig Ranch, and then I scroll past all the stuff from this week and look at, you know, is there any weird stuff I can dig in on this course for like from non-betting people? And I ended up finding a, a – this end up did being a betting or DFS preview from last year. But somebody had like a three-minute interview with – uh, the course superintendent last year, and this guy, uh, before the court, the tournament even started, and the, you know, remember this was the first year they'd played here, because it was I think at Trinity before this, and he asked him right at the end, he's like, I don't know, what, what do you think wins this tournament? He's like, low to mid twenties, like right, just matter of factly, like the guy just called it, like I kind of want to call this guy if he has such a good feel for this course, but he just said like, and I think a lot of what he said still rings true. They haven't made big changes. He's like. A lot of guys hit the ball a long ways, and these far fives are all reachable in two if you get to it. These threes are long, but these are you know they're pros. Like they're they're hard for you, but a two hundred and ten yard par three is not super difficult for a guy who's you know hitting that shot consistently from the fairway onto a green. You know these two hundred yard approach shots, like they get to do it off you know do it off a tee. So it's still a super easy course, and I think. As much as I hate it when we do get to just look at bomb and gouge guys when we turn into a putting contest, kind of what we're doing this week. So length, and if it's if it's not windy, it's just opportunities like length and scores. But it was sucks. windy last I, year. I, it was it, windy it, last it, year. It, and was, they it, was, the it was windy and like it's it's you know the water's there, but the water's not really in the way in a lot of the holes. So like there's no this this literally no defense unless you get you know hurricane winds or if it rains sideways and honestly if it rains enough it's gonna make the course easier because if yeah. if we do have this hot texas weather and the greens are dried out a little that'll make things a little tougher otherwise it's gonna be 25 below again yeah just like point is- was the last that i had was that these softer fields or this this like softer course brings everyone in and i've gone back and forth a little bit too but I also did kind of what I have on the card so far is a little bit more of that, those deeper guys. I mean, I have one interested to see who Jeff's guys are. I have one twenty-four, mm-hmm. uh, and then I have four guys in the sixty-five to eighty range because I think that there's just some win equity in that range. And I think that this is again, if it gets you to a irons and putting contest, there are a number of guys that can be in this mix. Now, to Jeff's point, we have nine of the top twenty. One, two, three of these guys could go scorched earth and run away with it. What we saw with Rom just being significantly better than everyone else in the field, but these courses bring everyone together. I'd much rather have these elites on tougher tracks. We saw it even mm-hmm. last week, like cream rises to the top in those in those courses. So uh, these guys are all professional. They're all good. So when we're throwing you know darts with our irons and having to make some birdies, uh, you know you can get some guys deep down the it's board. So easier in a sense in some ways to pick a winner 
Listen, Phil winning last year, the PGA still makes me think we're in some sort of goddamn like Truman Show simulation, especially yeah. like all that lead up talk, like the longest course. I know it didn't like play to that true number, but longest like course we've ever played. Phil Mickelson um, won. So it's so messed up in that respect. But anytime like US Open PGA Championship it's just so much easier and i just say like okay like i'm just cutting this whole field down to 50 guys like you know from there we can work like realistically you know it's probably more generous than brooks would do it but if you don't have some sort of length and if you're not accurate um then you're just like off the list long and straight like that's where the starting point is and the only way you survive being not those on the first way is being like a magic man like a spieth or when you you know like read when you're comfortable with it and that sort of thing like you just you you're banking on that sort of magic man way those are the only ways to do it here like everyone sort of just i don't know get to really dismiss anyone with like any sort of form it's just yeah i don't know I'm repeating myself but that whole it comes so it's so easy and you know everyone you could even guys from the champions tour like the corn fairy would come up and could place like top 10 potentially in in the situation that this week represents this is a track they've used the corn fairy a bunch in uh q school so you got a oh, bunch Jesus. of guys you know that are you know towards the bottom of the board that are actually pretty familiar <laughs> with this place because of that so jeff who got your money at the top of the board I bet Will Zalatoris. Like, <laughs> listen, say Same. kind of guarantees gets my money anytime you'd be over 30 to one. And I played some of those like uh, the 40 and the 50 to one, three, six, five odds boosts that were out there for next week. If they're suckers bets, they're suckers bets. Um, that is what it is. Uh, but I'm just in, I'm in on it. There's just too many things pointing to this happening. You could argue that it's, like we talk about a lot of weeks getting cocky trying to call the win but it's a week before major i didn't want to overthink it i just knew i wanted to bet him i i bet him for all the obvious reasons that everyone who bet him is it's my only play at the top of the board as well so far um yeah. i mean local kid he's got to get the win like I, he's not going in here to just walk through to get ready for southern hills he you know, he doesn't have that ability. He doesn't have a bunch of wins in the bank. Like he, again, if we're getting to a spot where distance matters and long irons matters, the putter again is continuing to get better. He is like barely a nick below field average on the season. So like, I know that that's the weakness in the game. We all remember farmers. Uh, yep. you know, that was painful, uh, especially having I, a ticket. But like, uh, this is a guy I like Jeff, I want to on him. Part of me like thinks he's underrated. That's how crazy it would be to me because I just I'm allowed in my I'm going to bet on this guy. I'm riding this guy. I'm picking him even next week. Part of me is allowed to be like I want to I allow myself to live in a world where he won the farmers and literally what that probably makes his odds for even how short they already are. Um yeah, and I know DraftKings came out with a 14. It's like they were yesterday. So they were almost like prepared for it. I know we see sometimes they go really short out of the gate with some of the bigger guys, and yeah. they're happy to give you some friendlier numbers uh, down the board. 
But uh, yeah, I, I, you can make the case that it's silly based on some of the guys right around him, Ryan. But I, I can't resist. I, I have to. Never silly to me. I'm with you. Like, there's the skill sets there. You just have to be able to move past the fact that, like, yeah, he doesn't have a win, but like, I don't know. Those things matter. I think being able to close matters. We've talked about that. We saw that with Max last week. And I think that that mattered. He had been there. He had tasted that on Sunday. Nothing matter. Like, oh, if you ask somebody, if you ask somebody at Christmas time, like whose career would you rather have? Uh, Scotty Scheffler's or like name so many players. They would have picked the other player. Mm-hmm. And like now it's like laughable to think that's the thing. You can't do anything until you do it. Uh, so I don't like care about any of that stuff. Willie's still so Willie's like he doesn't get any of the hasn't won stuff like burn from me. I think we're still like up. He gets this entire season before I think like he's because of his age before that like can really become a thing. And I even gave Scotty a free pass last year. Like I like. So he'll still get that free pass from me. I agree. And you've taken any shots at the top? <sighs> yeah. Well, um, Texas kid, Blondie, Zell Torres, <laughs> like 20. And I get, I, I seen some, I seen somebody, you know, make a good, probably a salient point. Like, how are you betting someone who's never won a tournament at like 20 to one? Well, first off, it's, I'm not, I'm 24. Which is, you know, <laughs> semantics, and they weren't responding to me or anything. It was just a comment I seen, and I get it. Like, win equity helps. Uh, this guy is, he is, you know, just a sea hair away from win equity a couple times. He's right at the top of the game at some decent tournaments with some good fields. His stuff matches up so well with this course, and it's one of those things we're putting. I was saying, but you know, putting's not stinky. It's not predictive. It's super hard. But there are guys on the far ends of the spectrum where, like, this guy is just an elite putter. He's going to bring it. This guy is Luke List. You know, there, there's you know, there's people that fall into the ends of the spectrums, and like, I'm, it's it's hard not to forgive him. And if he if he can be below average, just not like almost whiffing, hitting it with the toe of his putter kind of putting here on bent grass. Like, I think he's going to be fine. So it sucks to take a short number on a kid who's never won in a field like this. But, I mean, I put him right there with – I mean, I shouldn't say Scotty's because what Scotty's done over the last two months is, is insane. But, like, yeah. you know, two months ago I'd been like, you know, he he's right there with Scotty. Like, this is a guy yeah. who's going to pop this year. He's yeah. going to get a win. Like, he's right there with the, the, the younger – crowd of of people that is due for a win he's going to win on tour it's not like i'm he's prepared going it will be a polarizing l for us who bet willie this week if say like spieth or brooks win like that's a polarizing miscalculation okay like that's i'm not i'm self-aware enough to recognize that part part of it but I'm also silly enough. I think like like at this exact moment in time, I don't think there are ten better golfers in the world than Will Zalatoris, and he's not. And I know like that winning matters. I don't doubt that. And if maybe Will Zalator like like just if he could just rub some of that Sam Burns like moxie like into his soul, 
I think we'll win four times from that moment. Um, and like just saying on that, like Sam Burns is a player as well. I think that would be polarizing because I'm going to say it right now. He strikes me as the type of player, A, finished second here last time as like, I don't know, just like, like a compete, like just loves the win, loves it, like loves it. Like I, week before major doesn't mean shit to that guy. Yeah. Like, so that's enough. Like that's who I maybe also was thinking of. Uh, JT would have been my clear first choice, like going really to the top. Um, And if you look at like some of the 12s, even I saw some early 14s with him, guys, like that's what he is for next week. And I don't think that gets much bigger because I unless he like plays horrible and, you know, based on field strength and his ability, his field strength and form and ability to love a birdie party. I almost like consider just betting him and ending my week, Um, but I'd rather build the card. But yeah, I'm it'll be they're polarizing L's around Willie at the say at the number that we'll have to take we'll have to take and it won't be a good like healthy headspace going into the week of a major <laughs> like completely whiffing like this either Ryan but no. I'm prepared to deal with it as we sit here early in the week I'm with you on Burns too I think Burns is viable but at 20 like I'm okay with I'd rather have Willie at 24 I mean you know that that's kind of wild I mean this is almost Burns going back to back last year came off the Valspar win got the solo second here uh, at 22 under, which is, you know, impressive. That's going to win most weeks. So, yeah, JT's at 15. I think we got to a 15 on FanDuel at some point yeah. yesterday. And even that cool place out in Canada okay. that Andy yeah. likes to joke about. Uh, they have some 15s out there, too. Which, again, versus his form, the field strength, the way this event kind of sets up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I it seems like a very fair number, especially based on what you'll have to pay to bet them next week. I didn't touch anything in the 30 to 60 range. It's the Feinberg range, I guess. Um, I, most of my stuff is a little bit below that. Um, there was a guy in here that I would be interested in. I thought was going to be on Jeff's card. He might be. Okay. Um, there's 65 on Tommy on oh, FanDuel. We're not there yet. Okay. See, that's okay. I, I look forward to that one. I'm, I'm really thinking about Neiman. Okay. I think the birdie rate yeah. uh, lines up just sort of an elite player in the thirties. Um, honestly, I'm prepared for him to be in a new stratosphere at the end of next Sunday too. Like I think like if sort of the early in, in a lot of the early stuff that I have done in looking at next week um, in trying, wish the number was bigger, but in trying to, that like 40 to 60 to one range, uh, just long straight bent grass. Like he checks so many boxes. Andy, if you're a line sleuth and you like can find a 60 for me on Neiman, cause the best I found is has seen is 50. You could let me know about, uh, about that, but yeah, I'm really considering him. But other than that, the range, I don't have anything here. I'm going to yeah. take a pass on Brooks and feel stupid if that hits <laughs> and, Hideki hasn't played since when? Well, he came back for the one. Yeah, um, he came back for that one. Um, and that's the thing, too. If I can find quotes in the Japanese media or God knows where I have to dig these out, if, if I can find somewhere where he is feeling good, like he's 34 to 1 some places, he should be yeah. priced like DJ. I just feel like he's had a pretty – Clearly, whatever he had is significant. 
Yeah, we, um, we haven't seen him since the Masters. So, like, he had to there. miss the Masters. So, I don't like, is he the type that's going to like, okay, I don't want to, what am I trying to say? Like, he seems to be coming off a significant injury that caused him to miss the Masters. Or maybe I'm a horribly timed injury. I don't want to make it like significant. Well, yeah, he played the Masters. He T14. That was the last time we saw him. Okay. Thank you for that. Yeah. So he just he's just withdrawn and everything since? Yeah, nothing since. Yeah. I don't know. Like he could be so weird with the schedule. Now I'm starting to think uh that's not so horrible. Yeah, he, I, he could drop out of if he's healthy, he could drop out of a plane and win at 34 to 100 percent I, I actually don't doubt that one bit. Yeah, that's more appealing to me than some of the other guys at the top of the range, too, because he really should be there. He should be really. If we had seen him at all, you know, he goes to, I mean, I don't know what he would have played last week or something like that. We would you could feel a little bit better probably, and you'd see him more consistently probably around the 25 range than some upper 28s, 30s, 34 on FanDuel. On deck, he's the best number out there currently. So, uh, yeah, the best number I see Jeff next week on Neiman is Superbook at 50. Seen a lot of 40s, 45s. Yeah, I guess that should be higher, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I don't, yeah, I don't know what I was expecting. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll do Southern Hills to wrap up at the end. Just some, yeah, I guess, there, so. yeah, on that note, like there's not a number out there on him that makes me feel like I need to run to bet it that won't be out there when it adjusts um to your tommy comment i'm i don't know just like birdie party like scream tommy no that's, that's my question that's um, why i held off to be honest yeah, i think he's like really and there's 65 so there's yeah. probably better numbers than that it's just and i never bet the, the irons have been really good and that's when i did the digging on the birdie rate like he's like 80th and birdie or better percentage um just the irons and the long irons have been so good for him for a solid two months. The driver is back too. That's really what went wrong for Tommy for you know a solid year or so is just consistently losing strokes off the tee. But he's back to being a little bit positive. He's not quite where he was. But again, I think the irons are making up for that. He's putting lights out for a solid two months here. So it was interesting to see if he uh, was on your card. Maybe. I'm kind of cool to it initially thinking this doesn't like scream like it's gonna a tommy place but yeah you just put a cell i saw um josh perry who i really uh trust i i saw tipping tipping old tommy i have had a pretty much that identical number though bet mav mcneely this week at 66 yeah. to one same he sort <laughs> of you know his game just seems really complete. It seems like it travels um, very well. Like going back to me wondering like how he would do it in Florida, uh, but the long irons just they're right there for him. Um, sort of fits everything. I'm sort of everything I want to bet that isn't like one of those top higher profile players. Uh, I kept coming back to to Mav McNeely situation seems perfect yeah perfect for him par five scoring guys i think he's third uh he should like a lot of guys eat these up totally um yeah so i'm in on mav so willie and mav are my are my bets and yeah i don't <sighs> we're gonna get one this week jeff i love it yeah par five over the last 36 mm -hmm. yeah, only scotty has got better par five scoring numbers than him him gooch yeah, good. Scotty, honestly, yeah, Scheffler, Burns, 
everybody's everybody's uh betting Sam Burns. I, I'm not there with Burns, but uh I, I don't know where some of these guys fall in the price ranges yet. I just have a bunch circled that I haven't bet yet, but there's there's probably two guys coming out of this chunk that I'll bet. They they're kind of falling in this range we were talking about, but Aaron Wise, Adam Hadwin, mm. Seamus Power, Mito Pereira, and Mav. Like of those guys, probably two or three of those guys are filling out my Zal card. Like he's just gonna be Zal and three guys from there. Ryan, I don't think you could probably talk about Aaron Wise in a negative light, but do, does anyone in that list? You know, is is there any red flags from any of you guys that you want to talk me out of one of those guys? This can you say it again? It was Power, Mav, Hadwin. Yeah, so starting, we'll we'll start Aaron Wise and Adam Hadwin, and then Power, Mito, Mav, and yeah, that's kind of probably where it stops. Those Power for me currently is not a guy on my radar. Um I don't know. I wanted him to do a little bit better. I just don't, I don't love the form. I think it's just that he's dipped off a little bit. Yeah. So I think he's going to pop in a lot more long-term pulls. If you're looking at last 50 rounds, last six months, something like that. I think maybe those are skewing his numbers. I got wise at 65. Um, I just can't like I'm pot committed. The ball striking has been really tremendous, are. but 65 was a great number. So like I'm looking now, as I mentioned, Jeff, like he's in that range that I was mentioning earlier. I didn't have a guy in that range, but now he's 40 in some places. Um, so 65, I feel pretty good about Again, the ball striking has been good and hopefully the putting gets better. He can be a guy that you want at a birdie fest. So again, I, I'm in like, I, and Mav's a guy like he's kind of on the precipice. I'm not like blindly in every week on Mav like I am, but again, the birdie rate here, power five scoring bent grass positive. Like he loves bent. So I'm in on those guys too. So the one guy, two guys a little bit longer, but I, you know, I guess in your list, Andy power is the only guy that is kind of not really on my radar. Yeah. His form is a little less than great. He's one of those where it's like, if it does turn into a putting contest, he's one he, of, of those guys I listed. He's the one that's just like, what about this guy, you know this guy can get through a round on very minimal putts and maybe the rest of it doesn't matter if it's playing you know mediocre power for like the last year if he gets there and he just wins it down the greens for sure. Couple guys also um, in this range or even maybe a little higher, but Leishman and Sepp Straka who both missed uh, the cut last week. I know yeah. Sepp did. The stats are show he didn't hit it horribly. Uh, that's about, but uh, miscut with some egg on my face because I was quite excited about how uh, last week could have worked for for um, for Sep. But maybe those are two looks also in this range. Um, yeah, Sep. Sep was like the next name I was gonna say, and I'm mad at him for as much as the nice things I said about him last week, and then he didn't, couldn't even get there on the cut line for me. Cut line was really rough for me, Jeff, because <laughs> they got a couple guys just just miss, and then I I played that Rory four to one to miss the cut, and he Rory. made it by one. I mean, he was on the cut line with a sand save on the final hole, and then I had the Tony Finau over Rory matchup uh, went into went yeah. into the weekend leading by one or two, lost by ten. So Rory uh, Rory is shitless for Andy right now. He's uh he's costing me money. Which is never good, but 
I mean, fair fair play to him. He's done it a couple times now. Where it's like, just ekes through and plays really well in the weekend. On the list you gave, uh, obviously I've bet Mav. I've bet Mav um, all the positives with Hadwin, and I could be there with Mito, but I would shop that. I've seen some real big Mito numbers uh, floating around. At least they were last night. Eighty-five on Fanduel, biggest I can I would, see. I and he's the type of guy like. like why wise as well and it like um you know young players with no win one win that i do think they have a high ceiling uh those are the type of players although i am giving a lot of credence to hadwin who's more of a a veteran player but all things seem to be lining up um for him right now and he is also uh seems to do really well in a birdie party and it's kind of just shows you the contradiction of what we could be in for when you will post a card that has potentially, and I've seen people have it, I feel, with Hadwin on it and Aaron Wise. I mean, they're going to go about doing it, or at least their player player profiles are quite opposite. So, mm-hmm. you know, w- we'll see. Yeah, There's a 90, 90 on Mito. Okay. It's probably going to get some money from me. I don't, I don't hate having a big number. I got two other looks that are down in this range a little bit. I would love to get your guys' thoughts. I do love Leash, by the way. Leash will, will be on the card. I, he, he's not getting outright money, but I, again, like long irons can run well with the putter. Is not penalized for spraying it yeah. off the tee. Like he's not gonna he's not gonna take a double or triple after just making you that three birdie run. Yeah. Well, if they give him a matchup against like Cam Champ or Norin Bubba, oh. like. Um, uh, people, people are going to be all over Bubba this week. Oh, he, he's a he gets the ball long ways. Yeah, fine, have him. Like I, I'll take yeah. Leishman and some mashups for sure. Norin is interesting for me. Um, I, I almost like him as much as Tommy Fleetwood. Like big picture, and yeah, it's actually got to be really painful. Imagine being like hardo European tour like golf guy. Like there's some great players they have like six seven eight euro wins and they do it in such amazing fashion nor and fleetwood fitzpatrick who's clearly younger and uh seems to be the class of like this group but yeah so much trouble getting over the finish line here um not for opportunity either especially fitzpatrick and 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 tommy um Norin, though, I always had the vibe, and even as, like, a big fan of his, as a guy that, like, you want at the super narrow, like, European tour-style courses, our Valspars, but if you really go look and, like, deep dive him for a second, he has shown up at a lot of birdie parties. Like, going back to last year, I think it was, like, Detroit and Minnesota, we're kind of like, no, you need too many, like, it's just too easy a course. Not my guy at way too easy a course, but... I don't know. He seems to have kind of flipped that narrative on me, which like Tommy, I, I don't know. I, I can never ignore these guys. I want it so bad for them. Yeah. No one's on the list this week too. I, again, we'll find money somewhere. Um, Cause I'm with you. Just the forms have been nice. We haven't seen him for a while. And I think that kind of happens too, out, out of sight, out of mind. Cause for a while he just, he was in such good form and, was on everyone's radar and now is kind of slid off. I swear, I now feel like I'm going to have this card that is like going to hope those top guys get cold. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Well, that's where I'm at. So I get the, I have the Mav and the Wise play. And then two other guys here in this range. I got EVR at 75. Um, Long Irons been playing pretty well. Birdie rates on the up and up. 
Um, and Why then did someone he, tell me he withdrew? Am I yeah, making, you think I he know? can win? From, did, he, uh, did he withdraw? It's uh, honestly, I don't. Bet it last night. I didn't see I'm, that. I'm, EVR like, money coming back. Like, let's get it down somewhere else. Let's go. I'm eighty <laughs> percent sure he pulled out. Yeah. Well, um, oh, that's coming back. EVR didn't see that. Look at that. Um, a push already. Oh, oh, and one for the week. Hey, it's okay. Lonto at eighty. Lonto still playing? Oh yeah, I don't mind Lonto. Uh, yeah. Are we doing Lonto? I don't yeah. mind Lonto. I, at I say all. Lanto. Lanto? Okay. I, I, I do. Know. I think it's lots. We, we never could decide. Uh, this is a Frank Brank thing. We never could decide if we were giving him the soft A or not, really, because we'd heard it said both ways on broadcasts. I need okay. to get it right from him. I might have to see if Ron knows his caddy or whatever. That's an awesome <laughs> thing. I think it's Lanto, but T15 yeah, in yeah, Mexico, T6 last week at the uh, Wells Fargo. Irons have been pretty. What's your number there? Um, I got Lanto at 80 on DraftKings. Yeah. Let me see um, if there's anything else up there. Yeah, ADN DraftKings is still the best. Uh, I really like him this week, potentially. I'm going to have him sort of in – I'm going to be really heavy with him in lineups, and he's on uh, that list at the back. Yeah. At the back. Another guy here I can't not mention, but I feel more strongly about what I'm going to say. I hope you don't have, like, a reverse argument like you did with Fleetwood for me to suck me in again. (laughs) Adam Scott can't win at 25 under, right? Like, that's just impossible. I thought Scott might be a guy that you would mention because I know he typically. Yeah, I know. He's, guy, I know. he's on your radar. He's one of your guys, I would say. I crossed his ass off. Yeah, yeah. he's just been. He, and he's been pretty solid and consistent this year. This is just not where, uh, like, what he does. Agreed. Where the field is neutralized because, you know, him not making that birdie putt doesn't hurt him as much because so many guys hit it sideways or can't hit it as accurate. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe some nice sneaky result this week and maybe I'll look back next week. But there's no way he can win an event that might require 25 under. No, kind of near that top-ish. And, I mean, Zal should probably fall into this outside of the fact that I love him, but, like, Kepka, Gooch, Kokrak, Scott in that 30 to 60 range. They got crossed off in a hurry just based on X, Y, or Z. And probably just because of his price, Dustin Johnson. So, like, I, I went through with the red pen pretty hard pretty early. Johnson's an interesting one, friends. Um, this will be his first event since Heritage, which... I didn't bet him, but I thought he would play well. I totally gaffed, not realizing his wedding was like four days after that event. <laughs> so it'll be his first event after a wedding. Dustin, uh, we got to rev that engine. Uh, to me, it's like an engine rev for him. If he didn't have like a vacation and a wedding, and you know they partied hard, and those thirst trap pictures <laughs> she's always putting out, like there's no lollygagging going on. Okay, there'll always be another major for him to play in a month after. Um, although I got offended for Dustin Golf Die just put out like a poster tweet, like who's gonna be the next to the Grand Slam, and they had like seven golfers, and to not have Dustin on it hmm, to me is insulting because PGA Championships work him into a nutshell, like, and and he'll be fine. He's a great wind player. I could easily see him um, reeling off both of those, nonetheless. Let's rev that engine so maybe we'll have a conversation about him next week. Okay, DJ? 
no wedding and probably not a lot of oceanfront property there in Tulsa. So no distractions for him is fine. I just hate his number. Like uh, here, I don't think this is a, I don't think the motivation's there. If, if there is motivation, it's for next week. Well, why he's going off at 40 also sets the stage, Ryan, where if he plays really well, like he has and doesn't win, the number is just gone. The next time we get out of like a, we get into a field that like suits him to a T. He will be crunched to like Corey Connors light range. Okay. Yeah. Just giving you a heads up. Well, so I got the 65 on and when wise. you finally win on wise, like he's going to have like seven T twos and you're going to win on no, wise. I just mean, like the worst three thing, M at like 18 to one. Yeah, yeah. The worst thing that happens is like that player. That's like, you're just riding with them, but now he's playing great. And every week that number just keeps like getting yep. sliced and sliced. And it gets to a point you have 65, anything over 50, like you can never complain about it. I don't give a shit. It went from hundred to 50. That means he's playing well. That means you want to bet him. Right. Like there's a reason that freaking happened. There's a lot of guys I like that would have gone from hundred to 150 and no one wants to bet him. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Uh, but the point being is, you like lose the number without getting the win if this happens again this week because he's going off at under 50. Probably, as you mentioned, the 40s seem to be the market consensus um, now, at least as we're through on to Tuesday, through Monday on to Tuesday. PT5s again, it's 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 gone. Like the number is gone. The golf CLV is yeah, not are, quite as delicious as the football stuff. No, you're putting nightmare scenarios. <laughs> I'm just, I'm this is what happens to Ryan. <laughs> He's right, though. It's right. It's sucked. Like, it sucked. It, a player you really like, you've been rising, you're a fanboy of, and then you're going to lose the number without even getting the win? Like, that's the worst, that's where the we're worst at thing that happens. You'd rather him have sucked and still be 80 and try again. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're coming off of two weeks ago, uh, a 130 at the Heritage. I mean, and then T21 there, T6 in Mexico, when he had, like, the lead for a little bit and flirted with some stuff. So, yeah, I mean, you're probably right. He will not get me whole when he wins Detroit uh, because he'll come in at, like, you know, 15. And, of course, I'm so pot committed, I'll still win. And I'll still be upside down on Aaron Wise. And uh, we'll wait for the next Byron Nelson, and hopefully he can run hot. But uh if 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 a book offered you thirty to one, right, and you know it's not a major, they're not going to put these up. But like, if a book offered you thirty five to one on River Highlands, Detroit, and Minneapolis, mm. like you, would you just bet all you just bet all three of those, you right? Take it. Because he might he might have a shitty number at one of those, depending on those fields. Like the some of those fields end up with like one or two good golfers that show up for some sponsor stuff, and then it and then it gets kind of rough from there on out. I mentioned this before. I, this I've really only been like locked in on a guy once before, like this, where he really hadn't won, and I want to continue to bet the skill sets and all these things. And it was Sammy Burns, and I Sam Burns came to fruition. So like. I want to continue to hit Aaron Wise until we get there, and then I can have a consistently more measured approach to each card that he's on after the win. But I, we got to get to the we got to get to the winner's circle first. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, I'm, I'm hoping the 65s because you guys are killing me here. Uh, any bombs, Andy? Uh, I have I took one. Um, but there are a number of guys we talked about even a couple before the show that are down in the hundred range. Just a sprinkle for me down at this point because. Again, I the meat of my card there in the 
in the mid 65 to, to 80 range. Although now I have a new bet to make probably with EVR out. It might be Leishman, but uh, I could be sold on something else. Smotherman. I mean, if, if you want to bomb Smotherman, I guess. Swafford. Mm-hmm. Isn't isn't the guy uh, Martin Laird is appearing for some people? They gotta have some big numbers. Like I'm, I'm not excited about betting someone at a big yeah. bomb number like that. But I mean, those, those are some guys like Mito. Mito's ninety, so maybe maybe Mito and like Laird would be bombs for me. I'm gonna count ninety as a bomb. Yeah, that counts. I took a what? small piece. I guess I didn't uh, in when I took a small piece of the Kitayama one fifties that were out at the open. Nice. Um, it's a nice number. Yeah, I don't like. I kind of wish I at more on it, but it's in the um, it's in the pendings that went down fast. I don't really care much for the bombs. I would agree that like the Mito at ninety um, on a grade that sort of would be my pick by potential default. I could get really crowded though, as we just talked through that like fifty to eighty to range. What's the best price you can fight on Martin Laird? Laird screwed me last week. 150? Uh, like, that's a move past that. Laird and Lipsky. 250. Uh, bad, bad Fridays. Yeah, there's, if there's a 200 on Laird. DK uh, might have a 250. Golden but, Nugget, Hard Rock, Andy? 300. I'm not going to head down to Lake Charles <laughs> nor Vegas this week before the tournament starts. So, Golden Nugget's going to be tough unless I, I get a runner. But, uh, that's worth it's worth a few loonies, eh, Jeff? Like you know, two hundred to one. Say that's only a dollar. What's it? What's the what's the two dollar one? Toonies. Toonies. Yeah, I never. I always mix that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one other guy I got. I took a uh, one thirty on Aaron Rye. It's another guy who's won a bunch in Europe. Uh, who you know comes here and is playing better. You know, not really sniffing. Winter circles on Sundays, but a 130 was a pretty good number on him. That was the only bomb that I took. Um, some 66s out there on him. So a 130 is going to be on the Ryder Cup team. Like he's trending that way. Yeah, he's playing for him. Yeah, there's some big numbers on him. It's very, very wide swath of, of numbers on on Aaron if you're uh, interested in him. So uh, yeah, I like the Kitiyama number um, on the 150. Basically seeing 100s across the board. On him at this point so um real quick at the top we'll, sh- we'll shift here southern hills jeff i know you talked about not getting into anything too much ahead of time because we do think we'll probably have a re- reshuffling of the board uh, everything kind of is grouped up currently you mentioned neiman you mentioned long and straight really tough we're looking at like almost 7600 yard yard par 70 only two par fives both of them are like over 630 this is going to be a PGA Championship. It's going to be a test. Um, what should we be looking for here as the board kind of plays itself out and starts to move early next week before we meet next Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, listen, normally the week before the major, I'd look at this board and say there are very few players whose numbers could get shorter. But so many players are playing this week. You know, you mentioned the amount of players top 20 in the world that are playing this week. So I think there could be a lot of movement potentially in a direction that you don't like. Um, as even mentioned, Neiman, like if I'm not going to bet it, I'm not going to run to bet 40. If he is an outstanding week this week, I, I, I could um, regret that. Bring it back, though. I do think 
there's so much competition in the marketplace that we're going to have to get a pretty quality reset here, guys. And much like, you know, those outstanding odds that sort of developed uh, for the PG, uh, for the Players' Championship. And there's just such a big field. And there is quite a wild card element to the event historically. Um, we saw just so many attractive betting options. So that's what I'm hoping for. Not really certain what we're going um to get but that's what i'm hoping for and have you got anything down so far uh southern hills no i'm not i'm not the biggest of hey let's get an early number on guys yeah just because i've had bad luck with it and it turned me off on doing that pretty quick but um and obviously we're, we're kind of close to it anyway i'm i'm not at the point where uh you know like the people who got really early numbers on scotty it was great for the Masters. Like, good job. You got massive numbers. I, I think it's probably too late for a lot of that. I know people who did that for basically all four majors. When that when they add early, like, hey, this kid's about to pop and win a tournament, they add it for you know two, three, four majors ahead of time. And so I know some people that have Scotty numbers for this that are obsessed. This was the this was the one though, Andy. This was the one. Like, if you yeah. did Christmas shows and you're like, I like Scotty Scheffler, he's going to win a major this year. To a person, this would have been the power rank number one major. Like, yeah, I probably, I would have gone here. Forgetting US Open and 10 Masters. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is, and this would have been before he won the event. Now, because Scotty'd been so consistent and just so fabulous, you know, in, in so many of the big events, it's not like people were sitting on 80s. There are a lot of 40s out there that would have been the christmas time number but this this was the event that if you were a scotty guy this was the one you probably bet you know in football season whether you matched it up with something or just christmas time season previews this would have been your power rank number one most likely major the fact that he's won what four times leading into it <laughs> i don't know like how that changes the win probability but your ticket is worth uh four times more today than it was then I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure those were what 40s, Andy. I mean, those are probably yeah, high, mid 30s. That's, pro that's probably it's probably you found. And then even even in the spring when it was apparent that he was going to be playing high level golf, there was 30s. So some people get some nice numbers there. I can tell you some numbers I won't bet. Tiger at like 40. Um, you know, uh, some of it. Sorry, Jeff, but Tommy Fleetwood at 50. Like there's there's some bad numbers. Yeah, that'll I'm just readjust. looking at right now. I mean, yeah, have, there, have there good, is gonna, like you, you always talk about the reshuffle, the reset. There will well, be a reset. Here's the thing: they don't move, they don't get better, Andy. So a lot of no. these numbers, um, a lot of these numbers, it, it kind of takes. How do you put this? It just there are a lot of factors that I think go into it, and we've seen we've seen some readjusting now because it's closer, but up until a couple weeks, it's only one way traffic. So um, no one cares that a guy has been struggling at all. Their number is just um, not going to move. I would say Sam Burns at 40. I think that could be a really nice number. Uh, I love Tibetan that historically very strong first-time major winner range in that like 30 to 60 to 1 area. So obviously for me, like Burns, Willie, Neiman, you could already guess. Like so those are where that's where my head is at. Shorter guys, if I really had to make a move on a power player, I'm telling you, I think 
I think Patrick Cantley might be my elite golfer of choice. I could argue other than Scotty Scheffler, his resume is, I don't, I'm not overrating the team win. It's just such a fantastic body of work outside a hiccup, like a condensed hiccup of golf uh, before around the masters there. It's just been exquisite. And I think the course can work perfectly for him. Played Early really well. The year yeah. And early in the year too, I said, I looked at stats and I said, it's, it's Rom and it's Cantlay and it's everybody else. Like there's a fair gap between those two and third. You know, this was back in January before Rom played poorly and Cantley hasn't done, you know, all that. It's been a, some, some you odd things. He's been the depth, second like, I'm still best golfer in the world. Um, no, I'm, st- I'm still there with him. Since the start of the year, despite only having a team win, which is kind of embarrassing in some <laughs> respect, respects. Uh, but it's literally a nose hair from us, him having the same resume as Scotty outside of the Masters, which is a big thing to say, but the Masters, but like just a multiple win, exquisite season. Uh, and I don't, I think Southern Hills looks like it could be a great venue for him. And winning is hard. We've been over this. Like John Rahm basically won an alt event and that's it. I'm going to have money on guys who've never won majors before. Like, I can already tell. I can already tell. Those are the guys I like to bet. That's who I'm going to want to um, cheer cheer for. Uh, You talked about that. I want to have a guy that's, you know, some of these guys have already been there. They've already had it. You want to let someone else get uh, a little bit of the shine. So, Like, maybe Victor, like, I don't know, feels like a while. He played the match, the team event. It feels like it's a lot quieter on like the Victor Hovland hype train. Uh, I thought we were going to have all this Oklahoma Victor Hovland stuff for this. Yeah, week. I guess sure that's going to pump it up. And every Big 12 golfer apparently like simply adores this place. So we'll yeah. hear a lot about that next week. And it's always fun to watch on Golf Channel. They'll replay the Tiger win a lot, but I enjoy it. I get sucked into just watching, watching it, seeing the course, and just looking at anything. Yeah. Be interesting to see. I, I'm. I'm interested to see the shuffle because I you get these the, the Morikawa. If Morikawa gets to 20, that's almost an auto play at a major. Um, 16s. I would say if anyone's looking to get down early, just looking at some trends. If you happen to have uh, Superbook, Superbook is very very generous compared to the rest of the market right now in pre-tournament odds for almost everybody. So just kind of as a, a call out, if you are looking right, to get down, uh, they have Neiman at 50. They are the best number on Neiman. Yeah, I've seen some 50s. That's that's the number. Um, maybe I'll have to just come to that acceptance. But uh, no. Yeah, they're 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 way off on some. They have a 60 on Bryson, which I know is not something we should be interested. In, but it's 22, 25 <sighs> elsewhere. That's it's cool. not getting my money, but it just sticks out like a sore thumb. It might. It might. Yeah, 60 is is. Is rich. I still worry. Uh, I still worry about his hand. Like yeah, I hate that's, that's the injured thing. players. So yeah, first I man, last week. The, 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 I, I could even see like there are a lot of um, yeah that the number that most places have will get bigger. I don't know. Maybe it even could get to to sixty. That wouldn't shock me if the market goes there um, through next week. Rory with back to back second place finishes, guys. Uh, there'll be yeah. a lot of love for him. For sure. So, rightfully so. Should be good. We will be back to do that 
in the same spot next week. So uh, DFS show later this afternoon. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe, like button, all those things, podcast form as well. Uh, check that out anywhere you listen to the podcast. You can find that. So for Andy and Jeff, don't forget show notes. Sign up for the freaking site. It's free this week. This week only. $99 betspertsgolf.com subscription. $100 Fanatics gift card. It's basically you're just reallocating what you're doing with the money. Get yourself a row pack. Get yourself a nice little Southern oh, yeah. Hills backdrop, something like that. So, so and then out. what's are you are you on the DFS show? What's the DFS? Is it uh, are you joining that or is it Daigle and Guest today? It's, it's me, Daigle and Guest today. Yes. So it'll be Ryan Noon and John Daigle and the Model Maniac. Sounds like a sounds like a pro wrestler. I like I like <laughs> a good I like a good Twitter handle like that. Good DFS guy though. I checked his uh, stuff out. Uh, as Ron is on the road this week, but he will still be writing. You'll see all his content up on the site. So, yeah, thanks, Jeff, as always, for chopping it up with us. We'll call it a day. And if you want some DFS content, like Ryan said, that is in three hours right here. Same danger time, same danger place.